Hi, this is Brian Standing, host of the Monday 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Hope you subscribe to our podcast. And if you really like what you're hearing, consider donating at wortfm.org. Two days before the 2020 New Hampshire primary, thousands of voters received calls from what sounded a lot like President Joe Biden, asking voters not to vote in the primary and instead, quote, save their vote, unquote, for the general election. On February 25th, veteran Democratic Party operative Steve Kramer admitted to paying stage magician Paul Carpenter $500 to use AI technology to create a replica of Biden's voice. Although Kramer was working for the Dean Phillips presidential campaign at the time, the Phillips campaign has denied any knowledge of the incident and has condemned the deception. In Kramer's statement to NBC News, he called for more regulation to prevent people from doing what he had just done. Here in Wisconsin, legislators have been working on legislation to require political ads to identify AI-generated content. Wisconsin Watch's Jack Kelly has been following the story, and he joins us now to tell us more. Welcome back to the 8 O'Clock Buzz, Jack. Thanks, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. So there was this bill, AB 664, has been in the works for some time. There was a vote scheduled on Thursday. Is there uh, anything new to report on that? Yeah, so uh, the bill has passed the Assembly, um, which is kind of teeing, and, and like many other things, is teeing up a marathon final floor session for the state Senate. And so it'll be interesting to see if this makes it onto the calendar because um, this has garnered quite a bit of bipartisan support uh, so far throughout the legislative process. Which is an exceedingly rare thing in the Wisconsin legislature to have any bipartisan action. What, um, what would this bill do? Basically, the bill requires uh, a disclaimer or a disclosure uh, any time that AI-generated content, AI content is, is being used for a political communication. So, you know, that looks like a, a radio ad, a TV ad, uh, and it can come from a candidate. It com- can come from a political action committee or another outside group. Uh, and effectively what it does is it, re- it requires, when you're watching an ad, if it's showing an AI-generated image or AI-generated video, it has to it has to say this video was created with AI. Uh, and if it's a radio ad, both, both the top and the end of the ad uh, have to, you know, contain a disclosure that literally says, you know, this ad contains content generated by AI. And so it, it, it would also empower the Wisconsin Ethics Commission to assess uh, a $1,000 fine for violations of the law. And um, yeah, it, it's kind of a, a first step. A lot of a lot of lawmakers that I've talked to have billed it as being a first step in addressing AI here in Wisconsin. And have we seen uh, the use of AI in political ads in Wisconsin uh, so far, or is that something, are we ahead of the curve here? I, I think that this would be a little bit ahead of, ahead of the curve. Uh, I mean, you talked about the Joe Biden deepfakes uh, at the top there. That is definitely the probably the highest profile incident that we've seen of it so far here in the United States. Uh, we've seen some examples of it in parliamentary elections in Europe. But it's really interesting. I mean, I, I talked to some experts who, who study AI and who, you know, think about these things all the time. And one of them pointed out to me that, you know, everybody knows what Joe Biden sounds like, or for the most part, everybody does. So a Joe Biden deepfake can be identified in a matter of of minutes, uh, if not faster. Not that many people know what a candidate for the state legislature sounds like. And so local legislative races, which, of course, with new legislative districts being signed last week, we're going to have a lot of competitive races 
uh, are particularly vulnerable to this because, you know, people just aren't as familiar with the candidates. It'll be easier to exploit. There's less local media, less people are paying attention to the races, et cetera, et cetera. The, the effects of it could be pretty profound. And would this bill uh, affect things like uh, phone calls that are made to, to people or is it only directed at broadcast media? Yeah, so this one is, this bill, to my understanding, is directed towards broadcast media, though the FCC, I believe, uh, did take some steps for things like robocalls. Uh, They made it, they created a penalty for using AI to generate audio for a robocall. But this one, uh, in and of itself, is uh, applied to broadcast media. And it's interesting, I mean, this was a a kind of a last minute amendment that people felt were were important. Uh, It created a liability exemption for uh, you know, TV stations, radio stations. So if, if you're the TV station where the ad airs, you're not liable for it. It's the, the people that generated the content, created the, the ad themselves that would be um, liable for the content. And what about internet advertising? Is is that covered? Um, it's not based on my understanding of the bill. Obviously, the internet is, is the Wild West compared to uh, the broad, you know, to broadcast networks, radio, uh, television, et cetera, in terms of uh, regulation and, and the things that... Uh, you have to abide by. I mean, you all know this very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's certain rules that we we have to abide by on the air that don't apply, for example, to uh, podcasts or or uh, uh, things of that nature. So certainly there's there's a difference there. So tell us how this this bill came together. Uh, it uh, we mentioned that it's very unusual for bipartisan legislation uh, in this legislature. This has been a very divisive and politically divided legislative session. How did this particular bill come together? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I will say lawmakers have gotten together on some things that uh, maybe we wouldn't have expected in the past, you know, shared revenue, the brewer's bill, an overhaul of the alcohol industry, etc. But yeah, bipartisan legislation uh, is noteworthy in Wisconsin whenever it gets done. So this this legislation started to be worked on over the summer. A couple of lawmakers got together uh, and and kind of based this off of uh, a law that Washington state enacted. And it was funny when you talk to lawmakers about this, um, they'll tell you AI is not a partisan issue. So there's still room to work with people across the aisle to get things done. And so, uh, you know, they, they started working on this over the summer. They were throwing a bit of a curveball because Assembly Speaker Robin Boss actually created a task force on, uh, on AI. And so uh, they incorporated some of this work into the work of that task force and then um, came back around They had a public hearing and, and, and exact the bill and passed it in the assembly. And so it was interesting. I think, you know, they make the point that regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, you probably want to know what's true and what's not, especially when you head into an election year that has, you know, the stakes could not be higher on pretty much every level, especially for folks here in Wisconsin. You know, I, this, I mean, AI certainly presents a challenge, but a lot of what's happening here is not necessarily new. I mean, uh, things like Photoshop, for example, have existed forever, and whether, you know, a f- photograph is manipulated by a human being using software to do it or an artificial intelligence doesn't really matter. You know, we don't see disclaimers, for example, on ads that say, hey, this image has been photoshopped. So what is it about AI that that is making people uh, much more cautious? That's a great question. When I spoke to the experts who study these things, they make a really interesting point. When you think back 15 years when social media was, was starting to explode, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, um, you know, it made reaching audiences and disseminating information very affordable and very inexpensive. 
AI is making the creation of content very inexpensive, right? You can go online and make pretty sophisticated AI videos for free, largely. And so I, I think that they've, they've dialed in on this because, you know, even doing something like Photoshop or, or some of these other, you know, techniques to manipulate images, like that takes some amount of uh, technical wherewithal and, and, and skill set. And whereas, you know, you or I could go online and, and generate an AI political ad, maybe with a little bit of troubleshooting, but it wouldn't, wouldn't be that hard. So I think they're trying to kind of nip this in the bud. You mentioned that this has been copied from a legislation that was done in Washington. Are other states starting to pay attention to this? Yeah, there are a handful of them. Uh, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head because, you know, it's been, been a busy period of time for, for legislatures across the country. But yeah, I, I mean, it is also noteworthy that there was actually a law that's been on the books of Wisconsin, in, in Wisconsin for many years that, interestingly enough, you know, creates a penalty for making like false images, I forget the exact term, but basically it was like false images of a candidate or, you know, recall campaign or a referendum. Uh, and so this it's interesting to see how this builds on top, on top of that law uh, and how even, even before the term generative AI uh, was in existence that, you know, many years ago, people were, were thinking about this. So it's kind of just the next step in the evolution of political communication to some degree. All right. We've been speaking with reporter Jack Kelly of Wisconsin Watch. You can follow the progress of 2023 AB664 at legis.wisconsin.gov. And you can read Jack's story on wisconsinwatch.org. Jack, thank you for joining us on the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks so much for having me.